All right, so before we start the podcast today, we are asking you in the platypus posse to mm. do what, Holly? To uh, basically start the podcast for us. We have um, Jacob two times, usually be is our guest on Wednesdays, but you in the platypus posse can actually leave us a little note on the Hot 101.5 app um, where it just says open mic. And so you record it as though you already are on the podcast and then we play it. All right, and here is who we have today. Hi, Miguel, Holly, and Scotty. My name's Michelle. I'm from the Spring Hill area. Platypus. Mm. You are listening to the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. I listen to you guys every day on my way home from work. You guys are awesome. Have a great day. Mwah. Yes! Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? And Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hello. And we have yet another Miguel and Holly Uncensored and Scott is out uh, this week and probably for a little bit next week. And we'll explain more uh, when he's back next week. Yeah. But don't worry. I know he some is people, coming back. He is. People are like, wait a minute. Yeah. I know radio people just disappear. Which is true, unfortunately, in our business. But that is luckily not the case here. He will be back. Uh, when he is, he will He'll share the story. Absolutely. So, but now... Something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time because I love spooky season. Because on our broadcast show that you can listen to on the radio, mm -hmm. um, Holly, what, last year, I think you were the president of Christmas. And then Scott took that from you. Yes, he did. Uh, this past year. And I, how do we even determine that? I don't even remember. Do you remember? No, I don't know. No. I was mad, though. But I was like, <laughs> you know, graciously mad. I was like. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I'll pass the torch. It's fine. My name is Holly. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. It's no no big deal. I, I got to be the vice president. And you, Miguel, you are the uh, from the congregation of people who think meh. About, about Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Because I am the king of Halloween and Thanksgiving. You're like Jack. You're like Jack the Pumpkin King. I am. I am. And so because of that, we wanted to bring some spooky season type uh, stuff to you. On the podcast, and this week, we've got a team of investigators on with us. They are called Beyond the Veil Investigators, and we have Katie, who's the group leader. We've got Alicia, Eric, and Taylor, all a part of Beyond the Veil Investigators. Katie, welcome to you and everyone in the group. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Absolutely. Now, walk us through what exactly is it that you all do in the Beyond the Veil investigators? Mm. Okay, so we're a whole team that um, we travel around the United States helping families understand the paranormal that's going on in their home. Um, we teach them what the difference is between a bump in the night that's probably just grandma stopping by for a visit versus something negative that they may have picked up and brought home with them. So oh, dear. We travel all over and do that, yeah. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's way more, but I have to ask. So when you say something negative that you picked up and brought home with you, how often does that happen? Quite a bit. 
Oh, and, and, okay. okay. Yeah, you can be you can be anywhere, go into a public atmosphere, um, a concert, anything like that, and you can actually pick up a negative entity and bring it into your home. How does that happen and why? Okay, so the, how it happens is um, you could interest a spirit that's still walking amongst us. Um, some touches their eye about you and they attach to you. And why is because they're spirits are like children, so they're constantly looking for attention. Um, you could be going through a depressive state and they see that you may have the ability to draw more energy. So they'll come and attach to you and, and go home with you. So mm. it's our job to help you understand whether it's just loved one that's come by for a visit or if you have attached a negative entity to you. Okay. Now, I want to kind of go down the list here of everybody and sort of ask, okay. what's your personal experience with this before you joined Beyond the Veil Investigators, and, if and, you've had one? And maybe why you uh, felt compelled to join. How Absolutely. Exactly. Alicia, let's start with you. Well, um, there's been a few things that have happened to me uh, over the years. Uh, most notably, I was we we were having a tough time, and something had happened, and I was really really upset. And it was a, a, a drastic thing that had happened, and I was laying down on my bed on my stomach, just bawling my eyes out, and I felt someone sit on the side of the bed and put their hand on my back. Eric was laying next to me, and there was nobody else in the house. And Eric, your husband, did not yes. put his hand on you. No, no. He was facing the other way. <laughs> Completely. Okay. So would you say that that experience was calming for you, or were you freaked the F out? Oh, no, I freaked the F out. I sat up and went, whoa, what the hell? Mm. I, mean, I threw my tears. I'm like, what the hell is that? And Because I knew Eric was not the one that just touched me. Right. And I'm like, okay, what the hell was that? Oh, shit. I was, I was yeah. yeah, that scared the hell out of me. Okay. <laughs> and but, so didn't that prompt you to seek out a group to sort of see what was going on in your house? No, that prompted me to watch shows like Ghost Hunters and mm. things like that and watch paranormal teams in action. And, I mean, even from a young age, I've been interested in the paranormal. Just it scared me too much to do anything about it. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, but the, the more I watch the shows, the more I'm like, you know what? I think I could do that. Wow, that's so, so freaky. I put a post on 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 the Polk County uh, Crime and Information Group. I said, hey, are there any paranormal groups out there? And Katie answered me, and it just went from there. Wow. Okay, so that's Alicia. Yeah. Now let's go to your husband, Eric. Mm -hmm. What was your sort of, which, if you can remember, your first sort of brush with the supernatural? Oh, mine, yes. Mine... My first brush with the supernatural was back probably when I was, uh, I'd have to say about 15 or 16 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I was at a friend's house spending the night and I knew that their house was haunted. And I decided I was going to go for a drink, walked around the corner. Well, I actually walked right through the spirit. Oh. And oh, oh yeah, it was, my it gosh. was, it was freaky. Um, and that's when, uh, you know, that's when all this really started for me was 
How do you know many, that, many that moons happened? Ago. How, how were you aware of that that's what was happening at that moment? Well, actually, at the time, I was unaware, and my friend actually found me. I was actually kind of balled up on the ground, mm. um, and he he's like, you okay? I said, yeah, it's just really cold. He's like, yeah, um, he's sorry. He didn't mean to walk through you like that. What? And I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> wow. So that's a thing that happens in real life. Yeah, it does. It does. And your friend was already, like, aware of this spirit? Yeah, I knew it was there, too. It's just I wasn't, I just wasn't paying attention. And it was funny because, actually, it, he, this, this spirit was a, a full-body apparition. So you could actually see. And I just walked right around the corner, and we just kind of walked through each other. Now, see, that's horrifying to me. <laughs> Um, uh, if I should ever have to get up in the middle of the night to like, you know, go get a drink of water or something and I have to go to my kitchen, I'm already scared of the dark to do that. But like, and then you walk through a demon. Right, well, it's not a demon. <laughs> a not demon. Talking, we're not working no, with demons. No, 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 not um, a demon. This no, is just it's a just, spirit. Yeah, it's just a spirit. It's someone who doesn't mean any harm. And it was just something that happened. Wow. All right. Okay. So, Taylor, what about you? What was your first brush with the supernatural? So, I want to say I was like six or seven at the time. And my sister, she's actually part of the group with us, but she just couldn't be on the call today. Mm-hmm. Um, we had bunk beds at the time. And I slept up on the top bunk. And I remember it was late at night, probably like three, which is like, Witching hour, of course. Oh. Um, I remember she got up to go pee, and as the door was shutting, I saw this girl in, like, a dirty white nightgown and, like, long, stringy black hair, kind of like the grudge, almost. Oh, good, fun. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember it was like, I I don't know if I'm, like, still asleep right now, or if I just, like, rolled over and acted like it didn't happen. And, like... Now, obviously, there's so many other experiences I've had with the group and outside of the group. And it's mainly like my mom will come and visit me in my dreams. I'll see shadows and stuff. And I just kind of like, okay, you're here. I'm going to do my stuff. You go do your stuff. And we'll just be at peace. Oh, wow. Well, no wonder the two of you were like, we need to do something with this. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. So, Katie, talk to me about how often does the Beyond the Veil investigators actually go out? How does it work if I feel like I've been walking through spirits in my house? So you can reach out to us through our Facebook page. Um, It also has our phone number on there. And right now is the busiest time of year for us. Um, This is when the veil is opened. Um, The veil between the spirit world and our world is what gets thin until it's all the way open, and then it closes again on November 1st. So, yeah, this time of the year is actually our busiest time of the year. I thought that was just something they said in movies when they're like, "Uh uh-oh, the hell mouth is open during Halloween. Stop making it about demons. But that's that's for (laughs) real, though. I mean, there's a reason that traditionally, like, Halloween falls where it does because of, you know, All Souls Day and, like, the Dia de los Muertos and things like that. And, and, I mean, that's multicultural, right? I mean, so that's been documented. Oh, yeah, it's worldwide. Worldwide. 
Now, Katie. And on I'll- November 1st, the veil will close, and then, you know, things will get calm again until we start back up on August 1st next year. Mm. Dear God, in August. Uh, well. <laughs> All right, so are there people that are more susceptible to being exposed to demons or ghosts? How do you know? Children and animals are the ones that see the most. They're very susceptible to it, um, especially gifted children. Um, We've we've worked with a lot of children over the years with autism. Um, They can see the most. And we've actually done kind of trial cases where I have wrote down on a piece of paper away from the child exactly who was in the home and what I could see. I will walk out of the room. The child will come in and we'll tell them with crayons, can you draw us a picture? And they will draw out the photos of exactly who's in there. And our, our descriptions match. Oh, wow. Holly, why do you look like you're almost just, about to like no, I'm just, I'm get just, emotional? I'm not emotional. No? I'm actually just um, kind of going over things and thinking because I'm, I'm wondering what those qualities are of a person. And obviously with kids and animals, I, I feel like it's almost like they have not been jaded by life yet. Right. right? They're just sort of open. Um, yeah. So that's why I feel like a lot of these experiences happen more with, with kids. Um, but so for as far as like adults go... Is it that most adults just sort of close themselves off to this thing, this type of thing? Or if they were to experience it, they'd be like, that's just my mind playing tricks on me or something. And they're just not as open to the possibility of it. All of that is 100% correct, Holly. And until it continuously repetitive happens in their home, that's when we get the call. Mm. And you'll sometimes see where someone will reach out to us. You know, they'll say, hey, they'll ask us a couple of questions, and then we won't hear from them for maybe a year. And then when the next veil opens again, they're like, okay, listen, I have this going on. They always reach out. They pause. They wait because they think that it's their mind playing tricks on them or, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then they'll be like, okay, no, this really happened. What do I do now? Mm. So we'll walk them through the process. Okay. Wow. That's, see, this is, I just find this all fascinating. And it, it used to be like I didn't even want to think about it because it was scary. I find it less scary now, now that I'm more psychologically aware, because I can see how it would happen now. Like, I've, because just as a quick backstory for me, I feel like I've been more in um, tune with psychology, why people do what they do. And so I don't know who this question is for particularly, but what is it that might cause a spirit to be around like if someone dies like typically you would think they're whatever it is that that spirit that energy that force goes somewhere else doesn't stay in this this world why do some of them stay i'm gonna let eric answer that question all right um the reason that some of them do stay or we you know you think that they stay is the fact that Um, And some people say that, oh, there's unfinished business or whatever, and it's not really that. What it is is that they're not ready to release and let go of what's going on around them or what they have. Mm. Um, And, yes, some some do. Some do go very easily, and they accept what happened, where others don't know they're even dead yet. And part of our job is to make sure that, they do realize that it's okay to let go. Is that the main point of the group? Um, yes, it is. It is. We are here to help families uh, 
not only, you know, let go or not let go. I don't want to say let go because it's, you know, it's not that. It's that we are here to uh, help them live in harmony. Mm. Now, what causes someone to not know that, you know, that they are, you know, they need to move on. Right. Um, or that makes them stick around. I mean, is that even possible to know? Um, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's such a tragic event that, you know, it was so fast that they didn't realize it. Mm. Other times it's, it's not that easy to know. Right. Uh, you know, it's one of those things is that we just take it, you take it on a case by case basis. Um, okay. So a new question, and this could be for anybody again. Um, so it seems like for the most part, the spirits in with in which you deal are people sort of, or spirits, I guess rather that either don't know or they uh, haven't let go. But do you get? I think what Miguel sometimes refers to as demons, but mm-hmm. it's more so like these troubled, um, dangerous spirits. Because that's, I mean, let's be honest, all of this is a little freaky, but I feel like that's actually scary. Okay, I'll take this one. Um, so as I'm sure all of you have seen at least one episode of some form of paranormal show right. on TV. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they are constantly talking about how, oh, there's a, de- there's a demonic possession in here. The chances of an actual demonic possession are so slim to numb. I've been doing this for 22 years, and I think I've encountered two, maybe three. And I've traveled all over the United States helping families in their homes and just seeing historical sites. It's, it's not as common as what a lot of people think. And you'll get more disturbed spirits than you will anything demonic, if that makes sense. Mm. You, they're just, they're unrest. They don't know what they're doing or why. Or you'll have spirits that have been here for a long time that the more that you give them a reaction, the more power that they have kind of thing. So they're like children. So if you tell a child, no, you can't have that cookie before dinner, what's the child going to do? You know, oh, well, I want to sneak just a bite. Right. Spirits are really not any different. You know, oh, okay, well, I'm aggravating you. Let me keep aggravating you because now I'm getting a response out of you. Mm. Mm. And those are the the disturbed spirits that you're talking about. Can be, yeah, can be. Now, each case is different. mm -hmm. What are some of the sort of creepiest or um, off-putting yeah. yeah, experiences that you all have been through here in Tampa Bay? Oh, as a group, that was a good one. Um, we actually had a family call us, um, and we don't ever talk about anything private about the families that we help. Everything is, is confidential, but I'll tell you the case was um, the house that they were living in was kind of like an old holding house for Um, like phosphate mine workers and so whenever they would come into town they would you know they would stay at this house and then the next set would come in so it was constantly cycling people so the family that owned the home now we got called to help them because they could see a lot of stuff was going on things were moving they could hear the noises so actually the team and i all we went together and we started doing our, our work on the house and we actually caught quite a bit of stuff inside this house and it was way more intense than what we ever thought it was going to be. Mm. And um, there was two guys stuck in this house. So they must have passed away at the phosphate mines and they went back to the last place that they knew. And that was the house. So 
that one was a rough one for all of us. Like, what did you experience while you were trying to communicate with these guys? Um, it it was a lot of overwhelming feeling. Um, you can't breathe. It feels like somebody's sitting on your chest. Then you go through the temperature changes. First, it'll be really hot. You break out into a sweat. And then it gets really cold. So it's just a lot of, it's a lot of up and down roller coasters. And by the time we get out of a house like that, it's, it's we got to, we're done. You know, it's, yeah. it's exhausting. Yeah. And so then what do you do to get those spirits to move over? So there's a lot of different steps depending on the case. The first thing that we do is we come in, we want to find out what's going on in the home, and we collect as much evidence as possible. Once we then realize what all's there, what's going on in the home, then we start our work. So that starts the process of Eric normally takes control over working on the outside of the house to set up a perimeter to make sure nothing can go into the house. As we're starting on the inside of the home, doing our work in there, we sage the house. We pull out holy water or Florida water or whatever we need to for whatever the case is to start cleaning them out of the house and get them out. And then we, you know, like I said, we set up that perimeter so that once we get everything out, nothing else can come back in. Is the perimeter like salt, which I've seen in movies before? Do you put that around? Yes, we do. Oh, so that's a real thing that you can do. My mom always does that any house we move into. But see, that's another thing that's cross-cultural because she does it as it's like some weird little tiny part of Catholicism, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And she'll do it. But as dabbling in like, you know, crystals and and things like that, I've also read about that for doing that for other uh, types of, you know, belief systems. So it's just interesting that this sort of thing is it goes across different cultures and ways of life. 100%. And the one thing that we do stay focused on is um, we have studied a lot into theology. So whatever family that we have to go and help, whatever their religion is, we all know the basis of their religion and we use their religion to help them further in whatever that they need to do. That probably Hmm. helps them feel more comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Now, when you mentioned Florida water as something that you use, what exactly is that? Like, I'm sure it's not just from our faucet. No, no, it's not. It's blessed water that comes out of, I mean, it it just depends on where you are. So some can come out of like an artesian well here. I've seen some people use it straight from the lake and they pray over the water. So everybody has their own little definition of Florida water. Huh. That's so fascinating. Now, um, we'll also use solar water too. If we had like a full, or if we had a full moon, we'll use that water. Or a solar eclipse, we've got water from then as well. I heard about moon water. Energy. You can do a lot with moon water. What is moon? Yes, you can. So, what do you just put water out so, d- during an eclipse? Yes, and water out underneath a full moon, and let the moon charge the water all night. Yeah, we have used that as well. You can do that with your crystals too. Correct. That cleanses them. See, Holly, you're doing so great. Look at me. I know stuff. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm freaking Miguel out a little bit. Are I you just, okay? <laughs> I, I, do I need to put water out when there's a full moon on my back porch? It's, it's good to have around. I mean, so then what do you do it with is. it then? You just keep it around like to bless yep. stuff? We bottle it. and we Yep, we bottle it and we put it in with our gear. And whenever we need it on the next house call, we'll take it with us. I am learning so like a, much it's right like a now. Purification thing, almost. This is fascinating. Yes. Wow. And you, you and you set an intention with it, Miguel. What you do is, like, 
you know, if we're struggling financially, I'll set some water under the moon and I'll, I'll, I'll ask, you know, the universe or God or whoever you pray to and ask the moon, say, infuse this water with, with, uh, you know, financial abundance and, and set that intention and put that thought into the water. And then the moon will charge that water with that intention. Therefore, when you bring it in in the morning and you need to bring it in before the sun hits it, bring it in. And then you can do anything with it. You can water your plants with it. You can drink it. You can cook with it. You can clean with it. You can do anything that you do with normal water. You just do it with that water. And the intention is there. So then it, it can help to bring whatever your intention is. It's almost like the secret to put it in more terms that you're more familiar with. So like mm. right. you are familiar with like manifestation in the terms of the secret mm-hmm. you put out into the universe, what you want to receive back. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's more like a, like a physical manifestation of that. Well, we have a contract a negotiation yeah. coming up. So I'm about to go put a lot of water under the moon <laughs> and wish for go, some baby. money, girl. Yep. <laughs> yes. Wow. See? I love it. Perfect timing though. Halloween night. It's going to be a full moon. That's right. Oh my God. I forgot. I'm about to put five <laughs> pots out. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm about to get some money, girl. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. Now, <laughs> the thing you were talking about earlier, and whoever wants to take this one, about walking around and a spirit sort of latching on to you. Oh, well, yeah. Oops. Is there anything yeah. to guard yourself from that? Taylor. Yeah, so there's things called grounding and shielding. And whenever you're shielding yourself, the best way to put it is imagine yourself in, like, the Liberty Bell. And so, like, nothing can get into you. Like, this is your space. Nothing can attach to you. And the same thing with grounding. Grounding, you're the tree, and you're just digging your roots, like, deep into the ground. Wow. As a side tangent, as someone who has also been doing work on um, boundaries, like, and this has nothing actually to do with, um, you know, the paranormal or whatnot or the spiritual realm, but I, I, as someone who's working on actual boundaries for, like, other humans that I interact with, grounding can help you a lot because it brings you back to you as an empath, as someone who Absolutely. is um, uh, very sensitive to other people's energies. If I ground myself, which... I actually asked a life coach about this. I was like, what if you cannot get outside to put your feet on like dirt? Like, so I'm not able to always have a grounding experience when I go out in my yard, but you can even do it in your home, but you have to sit and visualize yourself sprouting roots into the ground so that you've got a firm hold and you like sort of come back and are into and feeling what you are instead of what everybody else is asking from you. So it's Hmm. actually super helpful, not just for something like this, um, but in everyday life too, FYI. Absolutely. Like, and you can use it as like forms of meditation too. Like if that's what you do to clear your mind, like grounding, I feel like is perfect for that. Eric. And one more thing about grounding. Um, if you, if you said you can't get outside to get your feet in on, on mother earth, if you've got a plant, you've got roots right there. Mm. Put, put your finger in, in a, in a plant right there. You technically you're grounding right there. That's true. That's another good way to do it. Yeah. That is so fascinating. I am just like, why do you think I've been on this for like, (laughs) it's really interesting. It's so fascinating. Now, what do you see? Miguel Holly's onto something. I I told you she was clearly. (laughs) So my crystals on my bracelet right now. Right. So yeah. What do each of you say to someone like myself 
who, you know, I'm not a person who's like, oh, my gosh, y'all are just some crazy ass people. A lot of my disbelief comes from fear and, you know, not wanting that to actually be real. And if in my mind, I've always said, and this is probably a, a defense mechanism I came up with growing up and being scared is if I say, well, this isn't real, then I can ignore it and it's not there. Mm. What do you say to someone like myself? And each of you can take time to answer. Go ahead, Eric. Um, well, first of all, the one thing I would say is you do you, boo-boo. Um, <laughs> if you don't want to believe it and you don't want it to be there, that's perfectly fine. Mm. Um, and that's the way that you protect yourself. So the way you protect yourself is very personal. You know, so if you don't want to believe it, I there's nothing I can say to change your mind. Interesting. Okay. Taylor? Yeah, like, my boyfriend, he grew up super religious in the church, and, like, he doesn't partake in anything like this. And so I tell him, like, that's fine. Like, if there's ever any time that you have questions, like, I would be more than happy to answer your questions. But I never force someone to believe in something that they don't necessarily feel like they want to believe in, whether, you know, like, in the paranormal, like, some people want to see it and some people don't. Wow. All right. Alicia? It, I guess it just, it's that it doesn't make it not real for the people that want to see it. Right. Or, yeah. or have or can. But then if you're so opposed to it that you've willed yourself not to, you probably won't. And at that point, too, like, especially if they're like, no, 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 it's not real. Like, you're just going to be talking to a brick wall at that point. And, you know, just just let people live the way that they want to live. We we will help whoever wants our help and whoever doesn't want our help, you know, all the love and power to you. Wow. It's fascinating. Alicia. Yeah, I would, I would have a conversation with them and, and try to get them to understand that the paranormal is not something to be, to be afraid of. It, it's, it's it's just people. <laughs> it's just people who were once alive who are no longer alive. And whether they're here because they don't realize they're dead and they haven't moved on, or whether it's just grandma popping over for a visit because they can do that. They our our loved ones and our ancestors and our guides, they're always around us. And they'll they'll peek their head and see just hey are you doing all right oh, yeah you're good okay and then they'll pop back out you know and and it's not something to be afraid of I was definitely afraid of it believe me oh so afraid of it mm. but the more I have just taken a deep breath and realized that you know what it's okay they're not gonna hurt me and if I do encounter something that's gonna hurt me. I just, you know, the one of the most powerful things you can do, if you feel like there's a spirit around, go, hey, stop it. You do not get to touch me. Mm. That's You set your boundaries even with things that you can't see. Because hmm. I know one time I was at Katie's house, who Katie, Katie likes to bring spirits home. <laughs> and you could ask her about that. But uh, I was at her house, and I was sitting on a couch waiting for Randy to show up for one of our uh, uh, evidence reviews. And I was just sitting there in the semi-darkness waiting, and all of a sudden in my ear, 
I hear, hey. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just got up and I walked to the other side of the room and I turned around and went, that was good. But, mm-hmm. but I, my heart skipped a beat, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I didn't run screaming mm-hmm. because it's just somebody trying to say hi. Okay, well, they can go say hi to somebody else, girl. I'm good. I don't need anybody to say Miguel, hi. Miguel, I'll send them all your way, baby. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. I'm going to grab some of Holly's crystals right now, girl, and some salt. Um, yeah. Katie, it's nothing to be afraid of. What about you? What do you tell people who are skeptics? I just, I, I go to, my number one thing is just look at my photos. My photos speak for themselves. If I can see them, nine times out of ten, I can photograph them. And we've been uploading tons of those photos, and we still have a lot of photos to upload. I've had tons of skeptics. Um, and then the first question is, okay, well, then show me proof. And then once we start looking through the photos, then it's, okay, well, I was a skeptic until now. Now I can't even explain this. And a lot of our photos have been sent off to colleges to be debunked that they've not been tampered with in any way. And they haven't been. Wow. Um, Before we wrap this up, do y'all have anything else that you want to say? I do. Um, I would like to let all of the listeners know that... if you're in the stage where you just think you're you just you're just crazy, it's just no, it's nothing, nothing big. Please know that you don't have to suffer alone. We are here. Jump on our Facebook page, make contact with us. We'll come in, and if it's just grandma, we'll let you know. And if it's something that's not supposed to be in your house, we'll help it leave. And we're really big on education. We want to help you understand what it is and how you can live with it and you know what you you know how you can live your life to peacefully coexist with these spirits that are there so Mm. if you're if you if you need if you think you might need our services please don't don't hesitate to reach out we are not going to make fun of you we are not going to call you crazy we're not going to laugh at you we take every case very seriously we place a priority on families with children in the home that may be freaked Get being freaked out by something. Mm. Reach sense. out. We okay. don't mind. <laughs> Anyone else? That pretty much sums it up. Wow. Well, Katie, Alicia, Eric, and Taylor from Beyond the Veil Investigators, thank you so much uh, for an interesting and hair-raising uh, conversation <laughs> about the afterlife. And, Katie, how can people find you all on social media? You just go type in your Facebook and go right to Beyond the Veil Investigators. You'll see our logo. We'll, our slogan will be black with a bunch of crescent moons. And go ahead and hit the like button. Perfect. Thank you all so very much for uh, joining us. We appreciate it. Thank and you, guys. I got a lot to think about. Thank you. Glad to know that there's a full moon on Halloween. Yep. I'm putting up my bucket of water. Yes. Get your pots out. There you go. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you all so okay. very much. I'll talk to you all later. Okay, All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. Well, Holly, I'm scared. It's a little freaky. By the way, I hear the music you've got going. How are you faring with Bly Manor on Netflix? Um, It has been not as creepy as uh, right. The Haunting of Hill House. No, and that's the, the number one thing. It's not as scary. There's no, There's not as many, like, 
really hardly any pop out like, woo! Right. It's a thinker. It is. And I do think we just finished episode four on Wednesday night. Oh, shit. It's about to get good. So I was about to say, I can tell that like at the end of it, I'm like, all right, this is where it's going to take a left turn. And I feel like we're about to find out a, a bunch of stuff yes. in the next episode. From now on, each episode, you're about to find out some a lot of stuff. And like, I would, I think like five is where you're like, oh, wow. Oh, and I think it might be six that will like F your mind up a little bit. And somebody on Facebook I saw, because I only check Facebook like once a day now, um, but somebody on Facebook was like, I am confused and I don't know if I can keep going. I'm like, keep going because they do explain it, but mm. it is very confusing in a way that absolutely makes sense with who all we just talked to. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so this is going to sort of like, this is like a perfect companion guide kind to Bly Manor. I mean, it, it it is. So if you're watching Bly hmm. Manor or if you've watched it, you probably know what I'm talking about, where it's like, it gives you a little extra added info. Interesting. Man, that show, I, Netflix does such a good job psychologically with these haunting of, like Hill House, I found to be the perfect allegory of like human suffering and depression and suicide, mm. where it's like the... Spoiler, Haunting of Hill House was about a suicide, but it was so psychologically like she always felt like no one saw her. Right. And that's what people sometimes feel in mm. life that unfortunately go on to commit suicide. But this one, too, is so uh, psychologically interesting about all these different people, death and life interwoven and like the traumas that they've witnessed or caused. Right. So interesting. Girl, I'm fascinated. And I'm scared a yeah, little it's bit. Yeah, it's a little freaky. I'm a little freaky. All yeah, right. Well, there you go. Well, thanks to the Beyond the Veil investigators for uh, hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Holly, what's all of your social media? Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and occasionally Snapchat. And on Twitter oh, as man. well. Oh, man, Snapchat. Right? Remember that? You still doing that? Nah, sometimes. It's been really busy lately. It's time to give it up. Yeah. And uh, make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to leave us a review and a rating, please. We really appreciate it, and it helps us out. And don't forget, if you hear your intro on the podcast, shoot me an email so I can get you your Miguel and Holly mask. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. And Holly, mm -hmm. what is Scotty the Body's uh, social media? It is Scott Tavlin on pretty much everything. S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Catch up. Catch, up. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.